Welcome to the Love Her Wild podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Carver, and I'm here to talk to you about all things spiritual, manifestation, happily ever after, and creating a life that you love, because I promise you can. I sat there, scratching his head, whispering, I love you. He was moving out in three days, and while I knew it was the right decision, down to the depths of my soul, I found myself holding on to each moment I had left with him, not wanting the days to pass just yet. It can be both heartbreaking and the right thing to do, earth shattering and the only way forward. It can be both. The first time I ever told him I love you, he was asleep in my lap, and I sat scratching his head long into the night. My fear got the best of me, and I couldn't bear to say it while he was still awake, and so it wasn't until he was fast asleep that I said it for the first time. The truth is, I love you never became a staple saying in our household, no matter how much I needed to hear it. He would try to show me, but he couldn't ever quite bring himself to say it out loud. Near the end, I stopped holding it in, and I would say it to him from time to time, letting the sting of the silence in return get me every time. Three and a half years after the first night I uttered those words, I found myself in the same position. Only this time, instead of being hopeful towards a future, I was mourning the past, what could have been, and the loss of a future that only existed inside of my own mind. Tears silently fell down my cheeks, landing on his curly brown locks, and while I tried to etch every curve of his face into my memory, I whispered one final time, I love you. You see, things aren't always black and white. You can know that something is the right thing to do and still be completely brokenhearted over it. Just because you know someone isn't right for you doesn't mean that it hurts any less to leave. You see, my biggest hurdle has always been the idea that leaving someone means I'm abandoning them, that I no longer care, and that I failed. I saw so much potential in my ex, the future we could have had together, the happiness, the joy, only proved true in small, tiny moments amidst the chaos. And what became the hardest thing for me to come to terms with was just that. I had fallen in love with something that didn't exist. I took a potential future and created an entire life in my mind. I fell in love with a man who didn't exist yet. 
and I think trying to leave something that doesn't exist is so much harder. Because really, our imaginations are perfect, right? The fairy tale future we create in our mind is always better than real life. And in that future, all of the bad things don't exist. Forgiveness comes quickly, and it's so easy to forget the bad. I had a hard time even looking at the bad in the end. The things that made me know that we were not right for each other. If those things were true, why did I stay for so long? Why did I keep forgiving? And why was it so hard to leave? I know a lot of times people tell themselves, it will be better when. It will be better when he's not so stressed at work. It will be better when she's in a better place with her family. It will be better when, it will be better when, it will be better when. But the truth is that it needs to be better now. Your relationship needs to be healthy, both in the easy and the hard times. And that's not to say that you're not going to have a fight here and there, a disagreement, get annoyed. But what's happening 80% of the time? It should be 80% smiles and respect and love. And when you do fall on a hard time, you are a united front working as a team, facing each problem together. You are confronted with love and kindness and compassion, not anger, belittling. You are worthy of a partner who knows your worth. And it is possible to leave a situation that is not right for you. I waited three years for my potential reality to come true. And not so surprisingly, it didn't. The person I left was the person I began with. Small percentages of change over time, sure. But the potential I saw, the reality I created, it never existed. And in the end, what I needed to grieve was that reality. The one that didn't ever exist. It is not your fault that they have not healed themselves. It is not your job, your responsibility. You are your responsibility. Your healing, your growth is your responsibility. 
And I'm not here trying to tell you that you shouldn't stick with someone through a hard time. Because that's not what I'm saying, even a little bit. Hard times will come through. Hard seasons will pass. But there is a difference between supporting someone through a hard season and dragging someone through a hard relationship, constantly begging them to become something that they are not ready to be. If you find yourself in a situation like the latter, give it some thought. Are you in love with the person in front of you or are you in love with what that person could become if they finally leaned into their potential? If they finally focused on healing, on gratitude, on happiness and joy, if they would just learn to respect you just this once, if they finally started treating you the way that you treat them, if you are living in a world of ifs and maybe whens, I urge you to take a step back. Look at your life as a whole and ask yourself, is this where I want to be in five years? In ten? And better yet, if I had to put my daughter my sister, my best friend in this position right now, would I be comfortable with that? Is this relationship good enough for my very best friend? If the answer is no, it shouldn't be good enough for you either. That's something that my sister told me near the end. I was talking to her on the phone, struggling so hard because I wanted to stay. I wanted things to get better. I wanted that to be my happily ever after. And she said, Sissy, it's been three years. Would you be confident putting me in your position right now as it stands? Would you feel safe with me in your position? And my immediate answer was no. You see, I felt strong enough to handle it, to withstand the storm, but I would never put someone I cared about in that position. And so she said, if it's not good enough for me, why is it good enough for you? That really woke me up. It set me on a path that led me on a healing journey that transformed my life. A journey that led me to extreme happiness and then to a partner that people my whole life had been telling me couldn't possibly exist. A man who treats me with respect and love and adoration on a daily basis. And when I come to him with something that hurts my feelings, his immediate response is, I am so sorry I made you feel that way. How can I change in the future so that this never happens again? A man who wants me to put my phone down so that we can spend quality time together. A man who wakes me up every morning with kisses and love. Someone who actually loves me. 
Do you feel adored by your partner? Like they love who you are as a person, not what they, not what you can give them, not the life you help provide them, but do they love you, your soul? If your soul was extracted out of your body and put in a glass jar, emitting a bright, beautiful yellow light, would your partner love that light, that soul, no matter what body it was put in? If your immediate answer is not yes, I beg of you to sit back and question where you sit in your life right now. Someone asked me recently, what if I'm just not meant to find my soulmate in this life? What if I'm meant to be in this hard place? What if I am meant to be the person that helps this other soul grow? And I am meant to have a life of hardship and sadness and pain. And my answer to you is that you have free will. That is a reality you can choose, but it is absolutely not what you were meant for. We are put on this earth to learn lessons over and over again, but it is up to us how many lessons we move all the way through, how many dragons we slay, how much happiness we command into our lives. I could have stayed. I could have stayed and bared the storm, created a life on ifs and whens, and at the end of the day, I would get this lesson all over again next time. My soul needed to learn this lesson, and I chose this life to learn it. I chose now. Because I knew I was meant for more. I knew that I was not birthed to parents who were so clearly soulmates only to go on to not find it myself. And so I moved forward, learned the lesson, and found true happiness in myself and then in another. If you want that love you can have it there is not a single doubt in my mind but it takes great strength it takes facing fear that is so big looking it square in the eye and saying not today not tomorrow and not next week it takes relying on the tribe of people you have standing behind you when you aren't quite strong enough to do it on your own. And a sense of self pushing you from within to reach your greatest potential. It doesn't happen overnight. It happens step by step. Taking one step forward each day towards the person that you want to become, towards the future that you want to have, the partner you want to find. 
Are you meant to have what you want in this life? Yes. Will you find it? That's up to you. So if you're in a spot right now where you just don't quite feel strong enough, you need a little extra support, email me. I have a handful of people I'm mentoring now and watching their growth has been so fulfilling. I got a text from a girl the other day and she said, Brooke, this week, I don't even care about texting him anymore. All I can think about is all of the things I've learned this week. I'm so excited about my future. I don't even think about him anymore. You can get there. It might not feel like it right now, but you'll get through the woods. You might be in a dense rainforest at the moment, but there is an edge, a clearing, an opening. And if you take one step every single day, you'll get there. Your future, your abundance, your life is up to you. And who better to have the power? Who better to hold the reins? You can do it. We were built to do hard things. And if I can do it, from crying in the fetal position on the floor of the shower to living in a boat with the love of my life, talking to you, recording this podcast, if I can do it, you can do it too. I promise. So zoom out. Take a look at your life and ask yourself, where do I want to be in five years? And what can I do today to take a step in that direction? Thanks for tuning in to today's episode of the Love Her Wild podcast. If today resonated with you in any way, shoot me a comment and tell me how you feel. I'd love to help if I can. And if you think that this would resonate with any of your friends, share away because I'm trying to reach as many of you as I possibly can. Go make your life great.